0: I can't underscore enough the importance of getting people involved when they're just joining an organization. When I think back to the time that I joined DocuSign, like any other time that I or perhaps whoever's listening is thinking back to a time that they recently joined an organization, you go through all kinds of thoughts about, did I make the right decision? Right? Yeah. Is this the right role for me? Is this the right company for me? Is this a place where I can thrive? Is this a place where it's gonna be beneficial for my career? Or was I bamboozled through my interview process and now that I'm here, it's a whole different kind of situation? So that's a very human response. And um, for us, it was important to really integrate our ERGs and awareness of our ERGs into that process.
1: Hi everyone, welcome to Intent to Impact, the ERG podcast. This show is designed to help DEI and ERG leaders build and scale impactful employee resource groups. I'm your host, Dumebi Egbuna, co-founder of Chezzi, and we're joined today by Dewan Hawkins, Director of Culture and Engagement at DocuSign. Dewan, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: So to kick it off, we like to just give our audience a quick overview of your ERGs. Can you just tell us a little bit more about your program? And then if you can share how you are involved in supporting those groups, that'd be great.
0: Yeah. So I provide global oversight and management to all of our global employee resource groups and all of our chapters. We currently have at DocuSign 12 Employee resource groups, 21 chapters of those resource groups around the globe, about 30, 35% of our employee population, north of 35% of our employee population are actively enrolled in our employee resource groups. And we're really proud of the work that our ERGs are doing to help uh, create an inclusive culture, but also to connect our employees together.
1: Awesome. 35% is a huge accomplishment, so kudos there.
0: I'm really proud of it. Um,
1: so I'm curious. So your title is Director of Culture and Engagement, meaning that you oversee much more than just the ERGs, but I'm mm-hmm. curious how your ERGs fit into your culture and engagement strategy overall.
0: My role really is in support of our global DEI strategy, right? Yep. So as we look at our organization, you know, DocuSign is in the tech sector, and so um, which is not necessarily as an industry not necessarily known to being terribly diverse. And so as an organization, we really value that that true diversity and inclusion and equity can bring to our organization, not only to the culture, but also for us from a business perspective and being able to harness the true benefits of those diverse perspectives, ideas, and ways of thinking and working. And so Mm -hmm. it starts with our global DEI strategy. My role amplifies that work through enablement and through employee engagement, through things like our global engagement programs. And underneath that umbrella of our enablement falls the ERG program. And so for us, we truly see our employee resource groups as an extension of our culture driving work, which is really fueled by our initiatives under our global DEI strategy to increase representation at all levels, but also increase the spirit of inclusion and belonging, that feeling that all employees, regardless of who they are, how they identify or where they are in their career or around the globe can contribute to their potential at DocuSign. And so our employee resource groups are a reflection of That strategy and are fully supported by things like funding, operational support, communication support, and other resources to amplify the work that they're doing in our organization.
1: I love it. You know, we named our podcast Intent to Impact because we really think ERGs are far past like the community service, the happy hours, that type of stuff. Like they're moving towards being vehicles to help organizations reach some of those goals that you mentioned. So it seems that now DocuSign is really putting that into practice. Yeah,
0: I think one of the things that makes me really proud to be part of. DocuSign and what keeps me here is it's our commitment to our culture and our commitment to our people. And I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, that we've got it figured out, right? (laughs) You know, I don't think there's any company that has it figured out. And whenever it gets figured out, the goalpost ends up moving. And so, but what I would say is that what continues to keep me here um, and what I'm really excited about is that, you know, as we look at the landscape around as a DEI landscape. When we look at the news stories that are coming out, particularly within the tech sector, where we're seeing other companies that are divesting from their commitments around diversity and inclusion, which was really spearheaded, particularly in the U.S., you know, by, you know, the actions following Black Lives Matter movement and so many other social initiatives. We have doubled down on our efforts. We truly are, what I would say, walking the talk. So it's not just, words on a, on a screen or a wall or on a Zoom background, but it's about putting action behind our commitments. And, and we see our ERGs as not only an extension of our global DI strategy, but integral to things like driving employee engagement, helping a, mm-hmm. uh, support employee retention of URP, underrepresented peoples and women talent, but then also as fueling our pipeline of diverse talent into our organization. And and employees feel like they have the ability to not only have meaningful careers, but also have the ability through our employee resource groups to make meaningful cultural impacts within the organization and build lasting relationships with the people that they're partnering with that may be, and most oftentimes are outside of their direct teams that results in higher sense of engagement, higher contributions, longer employees at tenure, longer with us and really creates a and reinforces the kind of culture that DocuSign really wants.
1: Yeah, I feel like y'all are the, you know, the pillar of people doing this really correctly. So I commend you for that. I want to go back to something that you said before, because I can't get the stat out of my head. So 35% of your employees are engaged in employee resource groups. Part of the reason we wanted to have you on the podcast is because I think that is way higher than like industry standard. I think industry standard is 10 to 15%. So I'm curious, one, like how do you approach communication and what strategies have been particularly effective in growing your membership, but also boosting that engagement that you're seeing?
0: Well, one of the things that I attribute to our boost in employee membership in our ERGs has been the Chessie platform, to be quite frank. Prior to implementing the platform, our ERGs were very much a homegrown very grassroots in terms of like their structure and the tools and the resources uh, that help them to manage their resource groups um, manage their members manage their events and all those kinds of things lots of spreadsheets lots of things being stored on various personal drive and all that kind of stuff and being able to leverage technology to increase the visibility of who our ergs are where they're located, where do we have chapters and things of that nature was a huge component to driving our growth in ERG membership. When we first started with Chezy, our ERG membership was at 17%. Just to put this in context, we are around 7,000 employees, give yeah. or take. And so 17% is a, is on par with what we see and across a lot of different industries. But We knew that we had an opportunity to blow that out of the water and get people engaged because we understand the benefits of it. And we really believe in this body of work. From the start, having the right platform was important. Having the right rollout strategy, the right implementation and communication strategy to articulate to our entire employee population, what is an ERG, what is the value of having ERGs as part of our organization, why might you want to consider joining was really important, and also pointing people to that resource where they could visibly see, here are all the ERGs that we have, here's the bio that each ERG has has articulated so you understand what it's all about. Mm -hmm. I think that was really, really important. I think the other thing, just from a comm perspective, is that we didn't stop with just implementation. We have integrated our ERG awareness into multiple touch points throughout the employee lifecycle. So we not only have included it in our employee onboarding experience, we have a dedicated session where we bring our new hires in and do a meet and greet with a panel discussion with other ERG leaders that are sharing of their personal experience, which raises that visibility. We have several Slack channels. We use Slack as a, an instant messenger tool um, and a business tool. And so we have several Slack channels. Each of our ERG chapters have yeah. their own Slack channels where we can have lots of lively conversation. Uh, we just had our um, one of our town hall meetings, which is a global uh, meeting that's hosted by our CEO and senior executives. And we've integrated shout outs of the Heritage Months and the ERGs that are sponsoring that Heritage Month, which is another strategy that we have again, included uh, within our town hall meetings to raise that visibility. So we have a lot of avenues that we're tapping into in order to get that kind of high level of engagement. And quite frankly, My goal for the next fiscal year is to increase membership to 40%.
1: I think you can do it. And I appreciate the shout out there. I will say to our audience, I know Dewan and their team pretty firsthand. Um, So I've witnessed just the amount of work that you put into your ERG. It's not surprising that you've seen these types of results. Going back to something that you just mentioned in terms of incorporating ERG awareness into your onboarding. We always talk about you know, how getting new employees engaged in the first 90 days is pretty crucial to their retention or their tenure at an organization. So sure. I'm curious, what best practices can you offer our audience as they decide that they want to include ERGs or ERG leaders into that onboarding process? And what results has that yielded specifically for DocuSign?
0: Yeah, I can't underscore enough the importance of getting people involved when they're just joining an organization. When I think back to the time that I joined DocuSign, like any other time that I or perhaps whoever's listening is thinking back to a time that they recently joined an organization, you go through all kinds of thoughts about, did I make the right decision Right? Yeah. Is this the right role for me? Is this the right company for me? Is this a place where I can thrive? Is this a place where it's going to be beneficial for my career? Or was I bamboozled through my interview process and now that I'm here, it's a whole different <laughs> kind of situation. So that's a very human response. And um, for us, it was important to really integrate our ERG's and awareness of our ERGs into that process for two reasons. Number one, it, it demonstrates our commitment to diversity, inclusion, equity, and belonging by the sheer fact that they exist, right? There are so many other organizations where the concept of an infinity group or employee resource group or whatever it is that you no know, organization might call them, that where they don't exist altogether. And so by having that I think that's really important. And it sends a, a powerful message around the investment that the company is making that allows employees and enables employees to actively participate in culture driving, culture enablement work. So I think that's 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 important. I think number two, from an onboarding perspective, it's really important to let employees know that they can find community. In our experience, most of the employees that we we're hiring are being hired remotely. So they don't have the benefit of walking into an office and having water cooler conversations on a regular basis where they would engage with people that may be outside of their team. Yeah, they're working with their project teams or their immediate team, and there's some engagement that's there. But, you know, particularly for DocuSign as a a mostly hybrid organization, I would say we're probably 75-25 split or 30-70 split. It's important that employees as they're joining an organization are not only having a sense of validation that they made the right choice from a career perspective, but also that they have opportunities to connect with other employees on a myriad of different topics. So ERGs are not the only ways for employees to get involved, but it is a predominant way that employees can get involved with one another, regardless of whether they work near an office or if they're working remotely or are splitting their time between the two. And then I would say from a best practice perspective, outside of those kind of like two things, it is an incredible, incredible marketing tool um, if you're looking to raise the visibility of your ERGs to get in front of your new hires. New hires, when they're joining the organization, regardless of role, are eager beavers. They want to demonstrate not only to their boss, but also to themselves that they can contribute In meaningful ways, this is quite selfishly, it's a great marketing tool to get people who are interested in going above and beyond their, their role to get involved in something that's going to be meaningful and tactile and, and has some real, really good, really good organizational benefits as a result of that.
1: Yeah, I really like that point you made earlier. That it's just an incredible opportunity to introduce new talent to their community. I think particularly with like underrepresented talent, you might not have the social capital to know what it might be like to work at this company beforehand. So having that touch point, first touch point be, hey, look at these communities that I can be a part of, like it just fosters this level of safety and trust. So- you know, just
0: piggyback on that really quickly, because I think one other strategy that has been successful for us is an allyship strategy. So mm-hmm. within all of our ERGs, we equally push our leadership teams when they're recruiting, they're marketing, to be inclusive of not only those that are part of that particular identity group that they are supporting, but also allies of that group. So we encourage our messaging is at at DocuSign is is quite, oh, we say you don't have to be in order to belong to any of our employee resource groups. We want all employees, no matter how they identify, whether they are part of that group or not, or just a supportive ally to get involved. And with all the really amazing activities and and connection points and and initiatives that our ERGs are putting on on a regular basis an opportunity for employees to get together and learn from each other, share with one another, and connect and build yeah. relationships with one another. It's not just relegated to one identity group that's served by that particular ERG. We want it to be as inclusive as possible.
1: I guess my question is more so, Sometimes you know allies might join a group and they may think that like this is particularly for them. I am kind of a, the mindset that ERGs are meant to be spaces that like uplift this particular identity and then allies are meant to support that work. Mm-hmm. How do you factor that into your communication strategy when it comes to like bolstering allyship?
0: When we onboard our leadership teams to so that they can really champion the work, we're very explicit around our goals for all of our employee resource groups sure identity group that you are supporting, but our ERGs are intended to be inclusion drivers. And so one of the things that I'm really grateful for is that, and again, this goes back to technology and we'll loop in the communication, but you know, one of the things that your tool does is it allows for individuals to self-identify as in-group or ally. And it also allows the leadership teams to be able to create events that are specifically focused on and for those that are in group, right? Those that identify with that. And so um, from a com perspective, um, we have two-way communications. One is going to the ERG leadership team with guidance around um, being as inclusive as possible. And your member growth goals are not only inclusive of those that are in group, but also those that are allies. And then externally, it's important that our communications, when we're talking about what our ERGs are, how people can get involved, that we're using inclusive language that brings in allies into the conversation. Yes, there will be spaces, safe spaces, for communities who are of a particular identity to get together and have very safe, very protected conversations and engagement and other kinds of activities. But the vast majority of the activities that are being planned by our EOGs are in celebration of that identity and are inclusive right. of their allies. And I think that's the sweet spot.
1: Okay. Going back to something that you mentioned earlier, you know, DocuSign, like many other organizations, have moved to a hybrid or remote workplace following COVID. So I'm curious how you balance the communication, especially with employee engagement teams, events teams, always trying to engage employees? How do you kind of balance like your ERG communication with everything else going on in their lives? That's a tough thing because again, as I mentioned, we have 21 chapters
0: currently right? um, and we're expanding. We're actually going to be launching two new ERGs this year. And so, and we're doubling down on our, our, ERG visibility, awareness, and member growth initiatives. And we're really going after that 40% pretty hard. (laughs) (laughs) When it comes to like our comms and and how we're engaging within the organization, we do have a couple of strategies. Number one, we limit all company communications uh, to two particular times per year. One is aligned with their heritage month. So for example, our bold or black focused ERG who will be celebrating Black History Month. That's their heritage month. And so for that month, they're allowed an all-company campaign that can include multiple touch points within that communication campaign. This, by the way, is developed in partnership with our internal communications team to ensure that we are not bombarding all of our employees with every single event and every single activity. Now, if an employee happens to be registered to all of our ERGs and all of our chapters, I can only imagine what their inbox (laughs) look like. I happen to be one of those very few individuals because I lead all of those. Um, So I have visibility to all of that. It can be quite challenging navigating the inbox with all those messages. So by splitting up and being clear about when you can send all company communications, that helps to lighten the load. Also, our ERGs are all opt-in. So if an employee wants to get those kind of communications, those emails and those calendar invites for those events that are being planned by our ERGs, they can opt in for the ones that they want, which again, is a benefit of having a system that allows for that kind of personalization. Um, yeah. And then also um, we instruct our ERGs even within our Slack channels. Um, that you're not allowed to just blast your messages in all the other ERGs Slack channels without mm-hmm. getting consent from the ERG leadership. And one of the things that we learned along the way was that our, our leaders would, would have an event and they would go through and through all chapters and all ERG Slack channels, they would just blast their 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 comms. It creates a lot of noise and it really wasn't a great experience. And I get the idea of wanting the broadest visibility for your events, but we have to be strategic and mindful about how we go about that. So we provide structure and guidance around that. And I would offer and suggest that anyone that is looking to optimize their ERG communications to really think about timing, frequency, and whatever guardrails that can be put in place um, to make sure that we're not diluting the message by blasting everything.
1: On that note, in terms of like creating clear processes, clear guidelines for your ERGs to follow, how are you having your ERG leaders collaborate with the various company stakeholders, such as event teams, workplace experience, internal comms um, to develop a cohesive engagement strategy? Yeah, so
0: we're in that process now. Our fiscal year starts in in February. So our ERG co-chairs, who are the leads of each of our erg chapters are now developing their um their fy25 charter that will really drive the work Um, it's a planning document that will really drive the work um, for the next um, the next fiscal year and then we have relationships established with our internal partners like our social media team our internal communications team our brand teams for creating assets and videos and Zoom backgrounds and things of that nature, our legal team and ER team, our HR team. So these are all teams that are on deck and have committed to supporting the ERG work um, through you know through event planning and and, and asset creation and, and a, m- a bunch of other things. And so one of the things that we do is we ensure that we are encouraging all of our and providing tools that allow for all of our ERG leadership teams to plan out, Um, What does a year look like in terms of the heritage months or events that they are celebrating throughout the year, identifying any um, nonprofit organizations that they will be sponsoring for the course of the year through volunteerism or giving campaigns and things of that nature, defining goals for themselves, and then identifying what are some of their needs um, at the beginning of the year. We know that things change throughout the course of the year, so we recalibrate at the middle of the year, um, and we're iterative with that process as things and priorities shift uh, within the course of the within the course of the year. But it's important for us to, to establish a go to market strategy and deliver that with tools and resources, templates, um, charter documents. Um, we have a an ERG playbook uh, that 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 uh, that includes all of the how tos. Uh, Meaning, how do I create a a communication campaign? Who are the partners that are involved in that process? What are the timing protocols that I need to adhere to to make sure that this can be reviewed in time? Um, What can I communicate? What can't I communicate? What requires approval? Like, It sounds like a lot, and it is, but if you do it well, then... The result is a much better employee experience and your ERG leaders that are doing this body of work have less confusion. They're clear yep. about what their responsibilities are. They don't, they burn out, they don't burn out as quickly as it, they had in years past. And so there's a lot of really great organizational benefits by working through that process.
1: Yeah, and something else I would add from an ERG leader standpoint is that it makes it easier to transition leads. Um, if you already have all this stuff documented, they know exactly what is going to be in their day-to-day. It makes it much easier for someone else to step in and take that role.
0: Absolutely. we ERG leadership transition and succession planning are a big focus for us this year. Um, we've been fortunate that we haven't had a significant challenge in finding people that are willing to raise their hand and, and lean in, but um, we'd like to be more strategic than that. And as we start to shift and evolve our ERGs into potentially business resource groups where the business can actually leverage them in a meaningful way, um, it's important for us to be really uh, to have a strategy around um, transition of leadership and the tools that enable that to happen in a successful way. So you're not going one, two, or three months while somebody is onboarding. By fire, trial by fire, versus having a programmatic approach to how someone onboards and having documentation around all the processes that they need to be aware
1: of, they need to follow. So that it makes that process easier. Last question for you. So, something that we hear a lot is you know, they want more leadership, or companies are looking for ways to get more leadership buy in. Um, you mentioned previously that. Um, your ERGs are included in company all hands calls. It seems like your company leadership is pretty involved in supporting your ERGs. I'm curious, what role do you think your company leaders have in promoting effective communication within in your ERGs? Um, and then how does their involvement impact overall engagement?
0: Yeah. Um, let me just first start by saying I recognize that companies across the board, whether they're in a the tech sector or not, um, are very different and there are different priorities that are going on. One of the things that we do as part of our global DEI strategy and how we go to market and internally within our stakeholders and driving our culture initiatives and DEI initiatives is we lead with data, right? And so and so, I think that's number one. It's make sure that, that, this, the, that the, the story that you are articulating when you're expressing your needs whether it's need for leadership support, whether it's need for amplification through leadership communications, et cetera, make sure that that's anchored in something that's real and not something that's just felt, right? Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we we do that. You know, It feels good. It's the right thing to do, but that's not how business works. There has to be data there. There has to be something that lets leaders know why this is important. Number two, identifying and leveraging champions, those that have led ERGs in the past or have had some involvement in culture driving initiatives. who have been a part of a DEI council, or, or show some kind of, or have had some kind of history or current involvement in culture driving work is a huge, huge benefit. It's great to get the CEO involved. It's great to get you know, the COO or the, you know, the, the chief marketing officer or, you know, like involved, but you know, if they're not intrinsically bought in, um, the value that they can provide ensure sheer, sheer leveling and exposure uh, might not be fully optimized. So getting senior leaders who are already bought in and are advocates of the work means that it's less work that you have to do as a, a change champion to to bring others along, and they can help model the way. I think the other thing is being strategic about what are the opportunities, the communication opportunities that you would like to to leverage and think about how you can integrate into those versus adding on to. And that is a big key because a lot of organizations see DEI work, ERG work as adding on, and it really should be positioned not as an add-on, but as an integrated way for how, just how work gets done and how culture is expressed in our organization and has a very strong true through line to employee development, providing leadership development opportunities for, for um, those who may not be in direct managerial roles. It provides great exposure um, and visibility to these, these individuals who work cross-functionally and leads to things like higher retention and uh, and greater career growth and great networking opportunities. Telling that story helps compel action. And then I think also, Make it easy for them. I oftentimes craft messages for our CEO and for our chief people officer and other leaders on behalf of them in in, in their voice. But I craft messages and hand it over to them. And say, hey, we craft this message to promote this particular opportunity. Would you take a moment to fill in a blank? You know, add this to your next town hall. Blast us out on on um, on our on our Slack channel. Um, work with our internal communications team to have a message come out from our CEO, you know, about upcoming events, and then send that email out to the entire employee. So there are a lot of ways, but to to be able to get that done. But it is up to you as an ERG leader or as a manager of ERGs to be thoughtful about what are those touch points, who are the players, who are the stakeholders that you know have a, a say in that. And then how do you then present this in a way that's not only compelling, but also you make it easy for them to just grab and go and rinse and repeat.
1: Dewan, thank you so much for joining us on Intent to Impact. Can you tell our audience where they can find you?
0: I'm on LinkedIn, D A W O N. Dewan H A W K I N S. Feel free to connect with me there if you have any follow-on questions. I'll fully admit uh, that we are knee-deep in our in our ERG, <laughs> journey, but um, and there's a lot for us to learn. So I welcome suggestions, ideas. I welcome the opportunity to collaborate. I also welcome the opportunity to connect our ERG leaders together. So if that sounds of interest to you, um, I welcome the opportunity for us to connect there and um, and and go from there.
1: Cool. Thank you so much, Dewan. It was a pleasure.
0: Always.